0: Welcome back to the Dare to Dream podcast. This is episode number 89, and this is a podcast about challenging you to embark on the adventure of your life. My name is Gregory Russell Benedict, and I'm joined by Vincent Van Patten in this episode with Hudson Rennie. Hudson is a medium writer, a LinkedIn writer, a digital creator, and a creative human. In this episode, you'll get to hear Hudson's grand adventure from having it all to selling it all to traveling the world To find himself you'll also learn about cool things like why we need to taste all the food at the buffet of life thoughts on negativity bias the buddhist philosophy of not self and the opposite of the all be happy when thinking thanks for tuning in with us today we're going to jump straight into the episode get into your your big adventure and the moment that you dared to dream for the first time but how do you just introduce yourself to people you meet on the street at a coffee shop these days
1: yeah so i knew you're gonna ask me this and so i was trying to think how will i answer this question it's always hard for me because i feel like it can be so limiting just to say i do this for work but how i introduce myself when i meet people is i'm a writer I write primarily on Medium, which, if you haven't heard of it, is a website that um, essentially hosts your blog for you. It's essentially the YouTube for writers. So you post there, there's an audience already there built in, then you get paid off the views. And then I also write on LinkedIn, Twitter, and then I make products on my website, which is hosted by another platform uh, called Come Road, um, where I make mindfulness um, products specifically for for writers and creators. Um, so it's kind of a I've heard somebody characterize what I do as um, what is it? It's being a uh, shoot. I've forgotten now, but a digital writer or a digital something like that. But essentially, the point is, I don't have a website. I don't have a a store. I have I use so social media to spread um my content which is writing and and, uh and yeah that's me in in a nutshell
0: yeah but it wasn't always like that right i'd love to start at the beginning and hear what you were doing before and get into those those big moments where you took that leap of faith
1: i have always loved to write since I was a kid but then you know when you're a teenager or for me uh, at least I from like you know I'd say 12 I'd say 12 to 25 so like that whole span in between I didn't write at all. I didn't read any books. I went like I think what was happening was um, I kind of I, I needed to experiment for one but also um, I think kind of ego and the allure of having, money and having the kind of uh appearance i wanted um and all of that kind of took me down a path of experimentation to where i was um i started to kind of to build my skills more in sales i did that for a long time and i was like super into into the gym and just like doing chest and buys every day and getting you know big muscles and stuff and um then I got to a point when I was at when I was about twenty-five that I achieved kind of all the all the ego-driven goals that I had set for myself. I uh, was making a certain amount. I wanted to buy a, a house, so I had a condo I owned, and I was kind of I was a, a manager at a furniture store, um, and I had like money was good. I was in a position of power. I wore like suits to work and stuff every day. And, um, I thought like, okay, like I've achieved all the goals I set out for myself. And I kind of realized that I was deeply unhappy and that all the stuff I had, the cool condo and the, you know, the car and, and, and the stuff that didn't mean anything. And it actually made me unhappy. So, um, it, it was at that point that I kind of, I feel like, turned the page on kind of that experimental phase in my life and s- started to write the, the story that I'm on now, which is um, led by, you know, passion and being authentic. Um, and essentially, I sold my condo. Um, I moved to Thailand. And at, at, at the time, too, I uh, was big into martial arts so i was a uh, training at a boxing gym and in the past i've done some uh kickboxing so i i uh, had a total like um kind of journey of like uh i had like a quintessential find yourself journey where i uh, moved to thailand i sold all my things and i thought i'm gonna live here and train Muay Thai and have a fight and live that kind of lifestyle because at the time I knew I was not happy, but I didn't know what would make me happy. So I, I, I was still kind of, um, I think caught up in the, um, egotistical side of my, um, of my growth. So I went there, I was really into Instagram. I uh, thought maybe I'll, move there and have this kind of awesome nomadic life where I'll, uh, become an Instagram influencer and I'll have, you know, Muay Thai fights and I'll, uh, I'll live the life that I had been, I guess, conditioned to, or that I had chosen to see as something that made me successful and, and valuable. So I did that for a couple months. And then, and the whole time I, I was, um, lots of Instagram pictures, I started to uh, to build a following and the whole time I was like super unhappy pretending that I was having a good time and having the best life. Um, and then I actually got injured. Um, and I got uh, I got injured. I like just um, displaced a rib and then immediately after like that night, I ate something that um, I guess my immune system had been affected probably from being hurt. And then I got super, super uh, sick. So I got like the uh, flu like times a hundred. So I went to the hospital there. They couldn't really help. And so I, for the next month or so, I kind of traveled around and thought uh, I could heal it on my own. I went to Indonesia, hung out, uh, there for a bit and then eventually had to come home because my stomach was just uh I was having you know some stomach issues and then at that point it was uh I think December of 27 no 2016 I was tw- you know around there uh dates not important and um yeah that I, I kind of felt like I had hit my bottom like I was like I had almost I had spent most of the money that I was that i had made from selling my condo that was sustaining me i was hurt i uh, was getting older so if i thought if i wanted to make a career or have a go at um you know being a f- 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 fighter or um doing anything athletic i wouldn't be able to because I'm, I'm kind of starting to get out of that uh, age range um, and then from there i started to rebuild um, I, uh, started to go to, um, so I live in Vancouver. So, um, California is about 26 hours away by car. Um, and what I started doing was, um, as a kid and even now I, uh, I struggle with, um, a stutter. So it's something that was uh, hard for me as a kid. And I went to speech therapy and Now I'm sure you, you can tell, um, I still, um, that's still something that I, um, struggle with. So I, at the time felt kind of alone and I felt like that was kind of that not accepting who I was and the fact that I kind of had this issue, um, in my mind at the time, I felt like embracing that I needed help kind of made me weak. So I was, uh, doing lots of things in my life to kind of hide so I would just talk super fast or avoid the words I couldn't say um there's all these um sort of coping mechanisms that you can use to so people can't tell because I I was um I think deep down scared that if they saw who I was the real me they would think I was weak and that's um anyway that ties into you know the boxing and stuff I think it all kind of compounds but anyway the point is I uh, started to take these trips down to California to attend these stuttering meetings so I, I could be around other people that kind of had the same issue and um, so I did that twice in over the course of a year um, at the time I, I was just um, staying at my mom's and um I just had decided that I needed take, to take some time to heal. And I still had, had, had some money from my, from my condo. So I was able to support myself like that. And I did that two times. And then it was there that I met, um, a woman, she's a, a musician in Denmark. Um, I was just staying at a house that she owned at an Airbnb and I met her and then she actually gave me the book, the artist's way by, um, Julia Cameron and then it was from there they started to write again um, in the form of journaling because um, in the book early on she um, teaches a practice of uh morning pages where essentially you just you write to like a certain amount of words for me it was 200 ev- every day even if you're just saying like I don't know what to write about, I'm going to write about, you know, my window, my window looks like this, just, just to, to maintain the habit and to spark um, creativity. So started to do that. And then from there, those turned into articles. And then I kind of rediscovered my love for writing and found that that was the thing, that was something that for the first time in like a decade made me feel like, um, inspired and that that was something that I wanted to do. Um, and so with a month left of my, uh, kind of dwindling funds, because I had moved past the point of having money from my condo and then into just like, I was just in debt. I, uh, um, I was, uh, kind of during the time that I, I was traveling from Vancouver to California for these meetings, I had started an e-commerce store. Um, I thought that was like something I could do from my laptop and I could learn about how to sell things on, uh, online because I had a background in sales and thought I knew how, um, how business worked. And so um, the whole time I was kind of just hem- hemorrhaging money into that thinking this will pay off. Everyone says you just need to keep on hustling and then you'll hit it. So, um, with a month left and I was a f- uh, 40 grand in debt at the time. Um, I had, I had just paid the rent for the month. And I had just enough to keep myself alive. I, uh, thought I'm couldn't just spend this month writing and just enjoying life. And, um, and that's it. Uh, Because if, you know, after this, anyways, I'll have to get um, a job again, I'll have to go back to kind of the life that I had been avoiding. Um, So I'll just spend this month enjoying myself. And then on my last day, actually, I got my first client um, for a writing gig. It was um, off of Fiverr and it was $10 ten dollars for i think i 1200 word article. so um uh, like you know just you know very like the bottom of the barrel type of uh job but still they, they were paying me for my words and then um that kind of helped to uh show me that hey like although you're getting paid you know not very much at this point there is a potential here and then that kind of helped me to to feel okay about myself as I um, kind of uh, started to, to rebuild. So from there I got like a part-time job at a hotel. And then from there I worked at a startup kind of all at the same time um, doing like a nine to five part-time and writing part-time. And then eventually I um, paid back my debts and uh, I got to a point with my writing that I felt comfortable to uh, pursue it full time. And that happened in January of this year. So um, I left my job um, in January of this year to write full time. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And it's been awesome. It's been hard, but it's been fulfilling and fun and exciting and scary. And yeah, it's exactly what I want to be doing. So happy
2: epic man let me uh, I'm gonna grab my computer charger real quick perfect hudson
0: what an amazing story and what really stands out to me <laughs> is that when you dare to dream when you actually go for what you want it's not usually clean and pretty and smooth and it's not that moment where you quit your job and you start the startup and everything goes perfect like there's so much yeah. up and down and getting dragged through the mud i mean getting sick in Thailand, having to come back yeah. and what an adventure, <laughs> what an adventure.
1: They, yeah. Yeah. That's actually the first time I've told the story in its entirety, I think. So um, yeah, that was neat for me to kind of, to, to go back and, and recount and yeah, it's never what you expect it to be. And I always tell people um, that are just starting out and if, feels even odd for me to say because i feel like i'm so starting out and i am to be honest if you look at the you know the grand scheme of things but um if anyone's like stuck in their nine to five and they want to start a side hustle or they want to pursue something i always say it's like it's imagine the hardest you think it could be and then multiply it by 10 because that's how it actually is and it's not hard for the reasons you you uh expect like it's not like oh it's hard to uh, I don't know it's hard to wake up early or it's hard to to learn it's just like all these little things that you didn't expect um you know small things like I don't know which platform to write on so I need to start on this one and then go oh I don't like it or like you make, you decide to start a business and somebody like you meet the wrong person and they attempt to scam you or something like all these things happen. So, um, yeah, it's never is a clean path anywhere in life. And I think if it was, that wouldn't be any fun. If it was just like, Hey, I want that. So I'm could just walk towards that and achieve it. I don't think if that happened, and for people that, that that happens too, I feel like it's, and at the in the times in my own life that that's happened, I feel like I don't appreciate those things as much. And like, in a way, I kind of want things to be hard. So I feel like I deserve them. And maybe that's something, you know, I can think more about, but I feel like, you know, in my life, things have been Hard, I think everyone feels that way and they should, because once you achieve them, then you appreciate them.
0: Yeah. It's like, we want the struggle to have the payoff. And I mean, that's just human nature. That's, we're more happy in pursuit of a goal than we are when we achieve the goal we're Mm, built to struggle and to overcome.
1: Yeah. Even like just how we're wired with um, like how we, uh, provide ourselves with dopamine, that's yeah, exactly what you just outlined, That's we um, are happiest when we're just about to reach the goal. And that often when you achieve a goal, it's like, okay, now what's the next goal? I achieved that. So that's a good point that you uh,
0: shared. And I love what you said about how it's hard. It's harder than you think, but not for the reasons that you might have presumed. And for yeah. me, it's been, you're kind of just carrying this psychological Bag of rocks, or this <laughs> this really heavy weight that a lot of times doesn't affect you. And then, like you said, like something strange will happen. Like a client will cancel at the last minute, or you'll be riding on a platform, and then you'll just suddenly ask yourself, like, why am I riding on this platform instead of another? And it's just that like little yeah. tiny, it's the 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 straw that broke the camel's back or whatever how that saying goes when you just kind of have that huge meltdown moment. And I feel like those are where so much of the growth that's where so much of the growth comes from. And you don't, you don't get that in a standard job, at least in my experience.
1: Yeah. It's um. I talk about that, or I have talked about this in an article I wrote, but um, I kind of think of growth when you work for yourself is like um, a graph. It's almost like a peak, like a triangle, like an up and down, like, or like a mountain Um, where, and I call the tip of the mountain or the peak, the, tipping point where um, things it's still hard but um things start to get easier kind of like at a certain point because you have um figured out all those um early um like you have gotten the answer to those early questions like okay which platforms do I like to write on what's my niche and what what's my my message and um, all this small stuff that, that, um, is hard when you first start out, um, once you get to a certain point, it just kind of s- snowballs and, uh, compiles and becomes much easier. So, um, I think that, um, most people just stop before they reach that point. And, um, that's where the disconnect between very successful people, and people that are just starting, um, comes from from is i feel that once people pass a certain point you kind of forget how it was when you first started out and your schedule when you're successful is not the same as somebody when they're first starting out um and it can seem very um like overly simplified like um for instance you'll, you'll see like entrepreneurs they'll post and say like um they'll post a t- uh, Twitter thread and they'll say how to start or how to get 10,000 email subscribers. And then they'll just say, um, start a newsletter, find out what people want to hear, then yeah. write articles every week, work hard, be consistent, and then boom, you're a millionaire. And it, it's like, it is that s- simple in, in terms of the steps, the part that I think um, creates a disconnect is like step number one is like 90% of the journey. And step number one is, is like people get stuck on, okay, you said start a news letter. Do I, I write on Substack or do I host my own or do I use ConvertKit or should I have a website or should I use media? Like there's all of, all of this stuff. And, um, so I don't, I don't know if I had a main point there, but, uh, yeah, the disconnect comes from, um, when you first start out, things are much, much harder and then they get easier, uh, gradually as you learn more and then just, uh, you become more efficient, just, just like anything. I, I think anything, I, I think, I think, I, I don't want to be too general, but I think almost 99%, I think every, I'm, I'm going to say every, everything in life is like a skill. Um, in that it can be developed so um, over time you'll you'll become more efficient at learning how to experiment with new platforms or you'll be able to write articles faster or you'll be able to determine if a new opportunity somebody's presenting you with is legitimate or not all that stuff you just you you, you just uh, get more e- and better at it. So um, anyway, I went off on a tangent there, but uh, things were hard at first and then they get easier. That's the main point.
2: Something that like uh, a clear theme from my, what I'm finding just in your story is like, I don't think you could have gotten to the point that you're at now without going through all that hardship and getting to the point of writing, you had to know what you really hated and what you just made you feel lower than anything. And like from me and Greg, just listened to the book, a lion tracker's guide to life, which is really incredible, short book, like three hours. And it's all about just, you know, finding your, your inner truth and charting your own path. And he just says like, you know, the the only wrong decision is no decision at all. Like, and so many people like you're saying are stuck in that first phase of, I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do. I don't know which step to take. And you get stuck not making any step. Like you could have been stuck in, the hole that so many people get stuck in of like, I should be happy. I'm making money. I look successful on the page, but I just don't know which, what to do. And you, you had to go to Thailand and see if you could be a fighter just to make you realize that you, that's not what made you happy. And you had to go through that stuff to realize I need, you know, maybe I do need help with my stutter and I need to start going to California. That led you to like the artist way and like it all blossomed from there. And such a cool journey, but like, yep, you know, it's obviously with being a creator, it's, it's, it's there's so many variables, and without that, de- like, you know, degree of success that's guaranteed, like, like you're saying, we call it like the six easy steps to uh, a six pack in six weeks. <laughs> like, there is no just yeah. quick, you know, solution like that. It's it's trial and error, and actually going out and seeing what these, how you respond to these things and kind of how this relates to what I'm doing here in Japan is like there, I read so many things. Like I remember telling Greg when I was like in Italy volunteering over the summer, just like how Japan was starting to become more real. And I read an article, it's like 10 reasons why you should not move to Japan. Like it's just all this negative stuff. And it kind of rocked me because I was just like, damn, like, you know, I was getting excited to go. And then it just like threw me in this hole. And, uh, I'm like, why am I giving my like energy and power to this complete stranger who's probably just writing this because he knows it'll, you know, it's more exciting than like, oh, why you should move to Japan to see the cherry blossoms? So it's like, no, this is why you shouldn't. And this gets people more their emotions going more. And I mean, it did for me. But you have to go discover what you don't want to do to realize maybe what you do want to do, and you just got to figure things out on your own. And that's a your story is such a you know, epitomizes that in such an epic way. And yeah, it's just the start of the journey, man. So I well, yeah, respect you, yeah. that. And yeah, it's awesome what you're doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And I think that's such a good point that you outlined that I think it's even more valuable to discover what you don't like uh, to do or what you don't want um, than it is to, you know, discover what you do because um then you don't have the, like, it It dispels your uh, curiosity. It's, it's like, if you find the thing you want to do on the first try, that could be the perfect thing for you, but you'll never know because you landed on it the first time you tried. So I think that now in my life, just like you said, it's almost more helpful to like, Try every everything else and say, "Okay, I don't like all of that, and now I know for sure that I like this. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I like that point that you made. that's cool. And yeah. also, with the thing about Japan, you t- totally write that like that's something I am learning too with with writing in uh, in particular is not to get caught up in the news or headlines because people write things for so many reasons. And although it's not something I condone for my own life and I try to stay away from it, because I don't like how it affects me, you know, mentally and emotionally, some people just pick topics that they know will make people angry or um, elicit a um, emotional reaction. So um, yeah, that's something else. Like I, I kind of see some people around me in my life. I see them get very triggered by the news or articles or politics or things people say and like people say things for there's so many reasons I think it's always best to um use that information but also rely on your own experiences and if you're curious just try something for 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 yourself and see because like you moving to Japan if that was the right decision for you it doesn't matter if that's the wrong decision for everybody else on earth that's like that's their experience and yours is your own and um we're
2: all unique so for sure for sure yeah it's like just talking to other people in like my training group it's like we've all i mean i i respect these people because like you know we all took the leap and it's just from different parts of the world and it's this random thing is bringing us together but we all had you know people telling us that we shouldn't do it Like we all read stuff that just says like, this is why, like, obviously you shouldn't go. And there's just so much that will tell us why we're making the wrong decisions. And yeah, people want, like families have want the best for us, but until you get out there and experience how these, if something's telling you to go somewhere, someone, something, you got to try it for yourself. Or like we were talking about in the last episode, Greg, like you're just, you're always going to wonder, you're always going to wonder. And That's just making a decision. It's better than always just wondering if this would have worked out. At least you'll know that maybe it wouldn't or it could be the greatest decision of your life.
0: You don't have a choice, I
2: think. I think you you have
0: to go. And I love what you said, Hudson, about the right decision for Vinny might be the wrong decision for everyone else. It's doing the things that you know deep down you're going to regret or wonder about for the rest of your life if you don't do them. And I just love this idea that is kind of bubbling to the surface here of the value in discovering what you don't want, exploring all the options and being like, no, 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 no. So you can make space for that big yes. Totally.
1: Yeah. And uh, with all all that said, obviously, if only good things happen to you ever in your life, that's not a bad thing either. But um, since that's not, you know, how, how life works for anyone, um, finding the power um, and the strength in, um, those missteps and embracing them is what allows you to enjoy, you know, as, as cliche as it is, but, um, the journey of life, because that's what it is. And for me personally, when I envisioned a life, um, that's how I do think of it as like a journey. It's like, I, I, uh, in my mind, I, I see mountains and, and grass and stuff. So, um, it's like every, this step takes you towards your end your end destination so
0: yeah that's cool and when like kind of on the topic of people doubting your dream or there's negativity around i know that you have gotten some negative comments on some of your big articles and i would love to hear just practically like what do you do with yeah. those how do you handle yeah. that uh
1: yeah so it's just or uh, it's um I going to hear you say that, and often people will say that because you're totally right. My my big articles um, have lots of you know d- not so nice comments on them, um, and why I kind of smile when I hear that is because I don't think I I don't pay um, like I don't think of how do I describe this well when. I just basically in life, I know there are lots of bad things. And so uh, there's so, so many bad things happen. And, you know, people say negative things that like, I'm not concerned about like, if you think of positivity and negativity as a resource, I'm not concerned about the negativity drying up. I feel like there's lots of that. I'm not concerned. What I'm focused on is the positivity because I feel like the world needs more of that. So I don't really pay attention, to be honest, to the negative. Like, obviously, if if I see it, I will learn from it because that goes into, you know, I see it. It goes into my brain. I analyze it. Maybe it affects me. I get annoyed and then I undo that and then I move on. So that helps me. But in terms of how I see um, like the world and then as a, a microcosm of that, the internet and specifically my own content, I don't focus on the negativity. And, and what kind of helps me to also put things into perspective is, I read a study one time that we pick out negativity five times more than positivity. So online, for instance, we will pick out the negative. We will pick out five negative comments for every one positive. So how I kind of interpret that in my mind is um, if there's 10 comments on your post and one, or let's say there's six, just to make it easy. And one is, this is amazing. I love that. I did it backwards. I'm sorry. If one is Uh, you're wrong. I disagree because I heard this and that the uh, uh, other five are awesome, amazing. This is so helpful. We will see that as equal when um, in reality, it's not equal. There's way more positivity than negativity. So I kind of try to take that into account too. So for instance, I think the um, article you are referring to, or that you've seen Craig is an article I wrote on Medium that is about, it's like the drink I drink in the morning. And essentially it's an article, it's written about the benefits of when you first wake up, I drink and I don't anymore. Uh, I was at, at the time, water, lemon juice, ginger, salt, and apple cider vinegar. And that was it. I just said, "Hey, this is healthy. It's you know, health, healthy for your insulin levels, and you know, you know, alkaline is from the lemon is good for you, blah blah." And just it went. I wouldn't say viral because I feel like that's an overused word, but it went. It got pretty popular. It's my top, I think, earning article to date. And uh, you know, lots of people were saying this is really helpful. I'm going to try this. I do this already. And then lots of people were saying like alkaline's a myth. And then there was a a line where I said, I said something like, if you drink coffee, this is helpful too, because coffee is, I I, I think I said highly acidic and people got all up in arms about that. It's not highly acidic. Actually, it's not acidic. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, I don't know the science, like I have looked obviously for the article I researched and there is science on both sides, but you know, to be honest, it's like, <laughs> like science changes over time. I'm not too concerned about, I said, it has a pH of six. And then two years later, now it says it's eight. And so you're wrong. It's like <laughs> when I, I write anything, I try to deliver an overarching, um, helpful message. So um, anyway, people got upset about that. But when I read those, i try just, just to say, like, if I see one that is negative, I know that that's being amplified in my mind times five. So I kind of manually will do the opposite. I'll say, okay, take how that, you know, how I feel about that and shrink that by a factor of five. And that kind of helps me um, because also people are so complex that if they leave a comment on, you know, Twitter or link, you know, not so much on LinkedIn people are, you know, very positive, but a medium or YouTube or something, they could have left that for so many reasons other than what the content that you wrote, like they could have written that because their stomach hurts that day and nothing is working. So they see this person on online, they say that, you know, this can help your stomach and they're wrong. I'm going to get mad at them. Or, you know, they could have spilled their coffee and they're upset about that and they haven't in they haven't like put in the work to say oh i'm actually mad about the coffee not about this or there's so many things that um people leave comments for that i don't even really i just take the good because like that helps me and then the bad i just say hey may like i already have read it so inevitably i've learned from that so it helped me thank you and all 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 of the rest like the uh, the negative baggage I'm just not going to take that on because I don't think I need to and also from a self standpoint it's, it's not helping me like I have a goal in life and that's to be happy and to enjoy my life and to do positive things and to learn and grow and if I'm if somebody leaves a comment and I'm sh- choosing to receive that in a way that you know takes away from my goals then like why would I do that so that that's kind of how I think about that i know that that was long answer, but i hope that uh you know some of the gems i hope to you know to stand out stood out but yeah there. those are kind of the main things I, I
0: use i learned to never write about coffee or lemon juice because people will <laughs> <laughs> lose their mind that's a but, hot topic yeah. you know, i love what you said yeah. hudson Of just mm, shrinking <laughs> <true>. it down <laughs>
1: that's a good point those are two <laughs> hot topics you're right yeah <laughs> I, I love what you said that.
0: about about shrinking it down Whenever you see a negative yeah. comment, shrink it down and realize that you know this probably isn't going to help me yeah. achieve my mission in life. So just move on.
1: Yeah, and also specifically, just just because it helps me um, to use numbers, it uh, feels more official. Sh- shrink that. If you read something that's negative, um, go see if you can find five positive comments and if you can then you know that it's almost like every five positive comments cancels out a negative one just to kind of correct the uh, tricks your brain plays on you because you will seek out like danger and negativity as a survival mechanism and that is why you see that and say oh that person said I my hair looks dumb I'm gonna focus on that even though you know five people just said your hair looks awesome because in the you know if you attach that to our ancestry that's like that represents a lion like in the bushes you can see its eyes and it's like oh that's a lion I need to pay attention to that so I don't get attacked and uh you know killed when I turn my back as opposed to like next to it is all these like you know flowers or like there are some birds that are making a pie you know there are to delivering a pie to your you know your windowsill it's like that to me you, 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 you know in your animalistic brain that's like a, that's that's not important because those aren't a danger to me even, even though I'll be happy to spend my time on those I need to focus on the negative comment because that could be a lion that eats and I know the timeline do makes sense because why would there be like a lion and then a pie at the same time. But I
2: think that, you know, that was a lion in my living room. I can't tell you why. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, just, it applies to life. Like we, we, we on to the one negative thing that somebody says to us during our day. I'm a complete stranger. who's just having a bad day. And we take that personally instead of all the great stuff that's happening. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. like, In this training, I'm like the American guy and, you know, got kind of a California accent. And they're, you know, they're making fun of me a little bit, but like kind of everybody's getting thrown in the bus a little bit for their different accents. And the Aussies just like, you know, throwing me shade, but it's hilarious. And at certain points, I like, didn't take it too personally, but like, I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, that's funny. Kind of just being the brunt of the joke, but it's like, it doesn't, it's where we're deciding which food to fuel ourselves with. Like, will we focus on the negativity mm-hmm. or just realize that? we're all human beings. And like you said, we're complex and it's all part of it. Like the yeah. more you just understand that we're all dealing with our own inner worlds and just, if you could be the the light, like, you know, you take on something negative, turn it into something positive for somebody else, you know, well, it mm-hmm. does need more positivity. So. And, uh, something that's helped me too, is the kind of
1: conflicting, um, philosophies, but they achieve the same result. And the one I touched on earlier about being selfish, I think that being selfish can for one be a way to help others and to be um a strong in a strong position to be empathetic and uh spread that positivity. So you know if you see something, you know, like I said before, if it's not going to help me, why am I, you know, focusing attention on it. And then the other one is to um, that kind of helps me in any situation is to understand that like, I'm not as important as I think I am. I obviously think I'm the center of the world because I'm behind my own eyes. And to me, I am like everything surrounds me in my, in my own, own world, but in the grand scheme of things, I'm not that important. So if I write a piece of content or I say something and somebody, you know, makes, fun of me or they leave you know a comment saying you're wrong or i don't like this blah 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 it's like i kind of i I don't even take that as they're attacking me even though i wrote the content or i said the thing it's like i hope this is translating and making sense but uh from my brain but um it's like i don't really exist it's like buddhist um philosophy of anatta which is not self it's like we have this idea that we are a thing and we are important but in reality like the idea of self does not really exist it's just like i'm a thing that moves and i made noise with my mouth and they picked up the sound waves with their ears and then they decided to like make a joke at my expense or i (laughs) moved my fingers on you know a keyboard and i wrote something and somebody attacked that thing but it's like they aren't here attacking me they just they you know they saw they saw a thing they said I don't like that thing here's my response to to the thing and that helps me to not feel emotionally attached to um you know to comments or reactions you know even if they are directed at me because it's like um you know it's like I they could be doing that to anybody. They didn't attack me because I'm a bad person or because they, you know, could see in my eyes that I am, you know, weak or that I'm, you know, mean or something. It's like, they just, you know, I'm just a thing. They're a thing. That's a thing that happened and just, you know, yeah. Make the best of it. I think I hear you. (laughs) Did that make sense? I I go off on tangents when I get into something, but I don't know if that's, uh, you know, I feel like I express myself the best via my words um on the internet with my finger like I uh you
0: know
1: (laughs) written words (laughs) so uh I don't know if that made sense but just if it didn't let me know and I can do try to do a better job but um if it did then
0: mission I think that made total sense and I'm super okay cool (laughs) I'm, I'm fascinated by breaking it down to that level like when you really take a step back and think about it you're reading words on a screen that are just yeah like pixels of light coming into your retinas that hit your brain, that trigger some <clears throat> emotional response inside of you. And then you're, yeah. you know, moving your fingers to type things back at this other person. It's like, at the <laughs> it's not, it's not about yes. you. It's, not. it's yeah, totally.
2: That's well said, yeah. It.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I love that. Well Hudson, at this point in your life, you know, getting started with writing and well successful, but you know, getting started on this next chapter and everything. What does success mean to you at this point?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I want to, before I, I'm going to answer this because I love the question and I want to answer. I also want to ask you two how you two met. And uh, I just don't know, you know, what. So I, I just want to put that out there that I want to hear that. But success to me at this point means doing what exactly what I'm doing now um, with the addition of making more money, because that's, you know, a gateway to be able to do things and have comfort and convenience. So I'd like to travel more. I'm uh, right now, I'm planning a trip to Colombia. So that's exciting. That'll be for November. Um, And that'll be kind of uh, the first time I'm kind of taking my work, like I'm doing what I'm doing now, but I'm also um, enjoying myself because you know, for the last eight months or so, I've just been every day working really hard. So that that will be nice. It won't be a vacation per se, because I'll still have to work. Because like, that's what happens when you work for yourself. But, um, you know, I'm in the midst of scheduling things. So that'll be like a half vacation. Um, So, yeah, the short answer is continuing what I'm doing now, um, pursuing things that I'm interested in. And um, money ultimately will be... Um, is and will continue to be the uh like the door that opens up that um uh, uh, exploration so like i'd love to my ultimate goal for my writing is like i'd love to be like to i'd love to be like an all-round um you know for lack of a better word like wordsmith like i'd love to experiment with things like experiment with writing you know, a screenplay or a short story, because now I do mainly not fiction articles, but I love to write like fiction. I'd love to write a book. So, um, success to me is just exploring my craft of writing. So, that's, you know, something I, that's my, that's what I'm most passionate about and continuing to learn how to be happy and just how to continue to be happy and have a fulfilling f- life. So, Anything from how to get more work done or, you know, move my body better, how to eat healthier. So I'm happy so I can have more energy, all that stuff, you know, see the world and just enjoy life Um, and soak as much as I can up out of life like a sponge, absorb Mm.
0: all of life. Beautiful. I love that. That is a fantastic (laughs) answer. And that's one of the things I appreciate most about you, Hudson, is your curiosity. Like the fact that you write articles about morning drinks and coffee, but then you're also writing articles about Liver King and just exploring (laughs) figures that you find fascinating. And then articles about mindfulness and more philosophical stuff is just, I can see it that you love to learn and that shines through Mm -hmm. in your work. So I definitely see you being a wordsmith, writing screenplays, writing fiction, writing books. Thank you. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. How so how did you two meet
1: for one? And then, uh, uh-huh. I want to ask you both what the same thing, what success means to both of you, because I think it's a really interesting. question
2: Oh, well, we met you got it, Vid. Yeah. We, uh, we're in the same fraternity in college and we were in a pledge class together. And so, yeah, freshman year, um, went through pretty, you know, challenging but extremely fun stuff and met Ben. Our second year of college we were friends but you know we didn't hang out that much um and it was really after well senior year we were all hang, we were hanging out more and then we went on our uh graduation trip to greece together which was just splendid <laughs> and then when COVID hit you know we were, we we're you know become better and better friends and COVID hit and we both realized that we want to change directions and follow our dreams and create this podcast and i moved to san diego so I could like pursue writing and um, just be close to do the podcast together. And now we're thick as thieves.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: That's a, yeah. uh, it's a little different than my version of events. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny just showed up in my life one day and I've been trying <laughs> to get rid of him ever since.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you two love each other. Yeah, I that's what
0: I
2: tell myself, but.
0: Yeah. Matter, uh, that's <laughs> <what happens. laughs> it's how you cope cope with the pain. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Spot yeah, on. Yeah, just really good friends yeah I'd say we fell in love when we studied abroad in Florence Italy together junior year and then (laughs) it really it really our relationship went to the next level when we started following our dreams together like there's nothing more powerful than doing the thing you love with someone you also love so it's been a it's been a great journey and I love you Vin (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and that too for the for the both of you uh that's like you're both really fortunate um that you found each other i think because that's something that um is hard to find somebody like if you think about it like all the possibilities of the you know the world and you know ultimate timelines if you believe in that like you're both around the same age you both have similar in you both um happen to show up in each other's lives at a time where you were receptive to each other and were able to have that experience where you went to Europe and studied and developed this bond so I think that's awesome and that's something that um like I feel weird giving people tips because I feel like I'm not in a position to but I will anyways and you know because it could be helpful like that's something that I think community is super important for people that are doing exactly what the two of you did. And what I'm, you know, in the midst of doing as well as like having people to share that with, whether it's in person, like YouTube, which is awesome. Or if you find people online, that's super important because, um, yeah, we need each other and, uh, just helps to feed the fire of, of passion and
2: motivation. hundred percent. appreciate you saying that. It's like, yeah, we've had, you know, great highs in our relationship, like just moments of so much fun. But it's like the low points that have really made us brothers when I've been crying, just like not, you know, there's been several different events. My life that broke me down and Greg has been there. And like that has been yeah. strengthened the bond more than anything else. So yeah, it's it's yeah. incredible. But it's, Greg, it's a beautiful thing. You? I love it. Thanks, man. The uh, success
0: question. (laughs) Yeah, I'll share my current working definition of success, but Vinny, I want to hear yours as well. I think at the simplest level for me, success is being excited to get out of bed every morning and getting to spend your time doing something you enjoy, surrounded by people you love to be around. I think it's that simple.
2: Love it. Yeah, for me, it's honestly doing what I'm doing now. Like I, I've uh, in the last, you know, the first week here was really hard, um, just getting accustomed to everything. But like now that I've like met people and um, like I'm so, I'll just show you the apartment I'm in right now. It oh, is yeah. quite small. You know, there's the front door, nice kitch- kitchen, single stove. That's it. Just wardrobe, bathroom. And I couldn't be happier, like small space, but like I've, I've always wanted to live in a city where I could just leave, hop on a bike and just explore. Um, getting less sleep, like, you know, seven hours, which is not, which is good, like good sleep. Cause I'm so excited to wake up in the morning and start writing or work on this podcast mm-hmm. or do something that is actually bringing me innate fulfillment. And I'm learning how to be a teacher to teach Japanese kids. Like every day I could feel my, my mind working and expanding and actually learning something is an incredible feeling at this point in my life i cannot ask for any more and obviously you know i'm not making a ton of money whatsoever but like getting by and hopefully yeah that you know down the line it gets more and more but just genuinely doing something that gets you out of bed in the morning and i I, i'd call it happy i'm pretty damn happy right now so you know it's that's a byproduct of other things but it's uh, yeah, I can't beat this feeling.
1: Yeah. And that's,
2: I think so important to
1: um, like at any stage of our lives to accept and to be happy where we are, because um, it's like al- almost like a cheat code. Like uh, you were saying now, then like, you like, you know, you're in, in a small apartment and you, you might, you know, maybe want to be making more, but if you're happy now, then it's like a cheat code. It's like I'm happy now, and it's only up from here. So I I just have the potential to become more and more happy. And um, I think that's like really important not to lose sight of that um, for all of us and just people in general. That you know, I I almost feel like like for me the happiest I've been in my life has been when I've had the least. And it's almost like having too much. I almost feel uncomfortable. It's like I feel this expectation to hold on to it all. So. Um, I want to ask you two questions, Vinny, do sure. you like, in a sense, having a small living space because I have found in my life, I've been, you know, in situations, you know, in my stories telling when I, I went to a hotel, I lived in a basically like a dorm room where I couldn't lie the length of the room. I had to lie yeah. diagonally because, you know, I'm on the taller end and, and uh, it was just a tiny, tiny room and with all my stuff. And it kind of, I kind of liked it because it forced me to get out of my space because I didn't like, you know, it was very isolating and I was so smart. It kind of forced me to get out of my space and out of my comfort zone. I think I had a lot of experiences that I probably wouldn't otherwise have if I had a luxurious uh, place to stay. And I know that you're into photography and uh, travel writing is um something you do a lot of so i wanted to ask you if in a way is it kind of nice to have like uh such a simplistic space
2: for sure i i do enjoy it like you know so before i i went to volunteer um in europe this summer pretty much sold or gave away most of my things like all my clothes are just in that wardrobe right there um like you know my books everything gave to greg and just like really just simplified and that it is a release of the spirit. Like it truly does make life simpler and just declutters your mind. And I, yeah, yeah I like just having less things to worry about, like less things to have to, you know, think about it. And like, it's like, uh, what was it in probably like modern wisdom or something, different podcast. but just the, kind of the more, the deeper the hole that you dig yourself with responsibility, not a bad thing in itself, but you know, you, you get married when you—it's not the right decision, or you just take on a mortgage or buy a car that you think will make you happy. Like the deep, deeper the hole, you dig yourself, just the harder it's going to be to to make a life switch. So at this point, I definitely like the simplistic lifestyle. Yeah, and like you were saying, it does force me. Like nothing makes me happier than just cruising around on a Tuesday night and just like taking photos. It's yeah, like so much fun to be in just a new place and. So yes, I do enjoy it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been, as you
1: might be able to tell, I've, I haven't traveled for almost a year now. So I'm feeling very much like I want to get out of like, I have my routine, which is nice. You know, I go for walks around, you know, here and stuff. And I, you know, but I am kind of feeling like I want to explore and see some new scenery because the world's so big and life is so short that like I want to explore it all. So I'm envious in. of what you're doing. And I think it's really cool. Um, and the second question was, you know, it, it's a little bit, you know, in the weeds, but teaching English when I've always, cause I've had the same in the past, actually a long time ago, I considered doing exactly what you're doing now only in China. And luckily I didn't, cause just before the pandemic and I would have probably got mm. stuck there. So I'm happy that, <laughs> you know, yeah. things worked out the way that they did, but how is it teaching English when, cause you don't speak Japanese
2: at a high level, is that correct? <laughs> at a not even at a novice <laughs> level, no, I do not speak. Yeah, Japanese. so try to learn, but um, yeah, um, this is my last question because I actually got to go to training in oh, sure, an hour, but um, it's been fascinating. Like, this was definitely the biggest question that everybody had when I would tell them that I'm moving to Japan, like, yeah, you yeah. don't speak Japanese. How are you gonna like, how are you gonna do it? Like, because there's no common yeah. language. And that's what we're learning. So I'm like in my second week of training now, and it's adults and kids, and there's different so there's different stages. Like at the earlier stages, it's just a lot of pictures, a lot of just like eliciting words. So mm. I'll be like, Okay, everybody, these are seasons. So Hudson, this is spring, spring, just like repeat a lot of repetition, mm. chorusing. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a wildfire that first day because I it's not easy. And uh, as with kids, it's just, yeah, lots of games. And yeah. um, and also with some of the classes, they have a Japanese teacher also. So they'll do like 60 minutes with Japanese teacher and then like 20 minutes with the English teacher. Um, yeah, lots of course books. What I like about this company, ECC, is like there's no home prep I have to do. Like I pretty much, you know, it's you work when you go to work and you're done when you're done. Like you get there like 15 minutes before the course is like laid out in the book. And I pretty much have to like figure out what I have to do and go execute it. But yeah, it's, so I start my first day is next Saturday and it is, nice. let you guys know how it goes. It's going to be pretty hilarious. Yeah,
1: That's awesome. Well, good luck. Sounds like, uh, I'm sure you're going to kill it. You know, I'm sure, uh, Thanks, Matt. you know, like anything, the fact that you might be a little bit apprehensive is I think healthy because that means you care about it. So, for sure. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. And good luck with that.
2: Thank you. It's going to be a funny
0: journey. Vinny, I can't yeah. wait to hear about that. And yeah. uh, Hudson, last question for you as we wrap up. Where can people yeah. go to learn more about you and what you're up to?
1: Yeah. Um, so the I write all of my long-form articles on Medium. So that's my name, Hudson Rennie. R- um. You can find me on Medium, uh, HUD. I, I, don't, I don't know if you're gonna link it or not, but HUD. We'll link R E N um, I E, and then Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, if you want to like reach out in terms of a message or something, probably you know, Twitter is where I check my DMs the most. So Medium, Twitter, and LinkedIn are my main main platforms.
0: Perfect, and we'll we'll put that all in the show notes. Hudson, Hudson, thanks so much for coming on the Dare to Dream podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was my first appearance on a podcast ever, so uh,
1: thank you both for being so patient and humble. And at the beginning, I was a little nervous, and uh, now just have having a good time. So thank you both for having me and for being such awesome hosts.
2: It was fun. Absolutely, man. I could we could obviously keep going for for a while, but yeah, great to meet you first time and you as well I'm glad Psych we're on this journey together now it's gonna be great me too yeah. yes and thank
0: you to everyone tuning in with us today we love you guys love y'all